are back folks with another episode of words from blurs come on man come on man i said it god damn you you said it but you ain't said it like on time you know what i don't care i don't care anyway let me kiss my ass so we have a lot of just a whole bunch of news and rumors and whatnot to go over um how you been doing justin uh, I've been pretty good. I mean, it's still a pandemic going on out here, even if. Oh, the, is there? Because it feels if, like niggas forgot. The white people in charge want to open up the beaches and let all the black people in, which is yeah. still a pandemic. Pretty crazy, if you ask me. I mean, but yeah, yeah, uh, same. Still in quarantine. Um, I actually started Doom Patrol. You'll be happy to know that. I'm about two episodes in. So far, in. so good? Eh, it's alright. I like Cyborg. Robot Man's cool. Real Robot Man's cool, too. Um, I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's an okay show. Um, It's not particularly a show I'm crazy about yet. But again, I'm only two episodes in. So, you know, maybe I keep oh, going. Yeah, give it some time. Yeah, alright. Mr. Nope. I call it... What? Go ahead. I call it the live action version of of what a Deadpool team would look like on a television show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I also think it's interesting that Mr. Nobody is the uh, antagonist, but he's the one breaking the fourth wall. Because usually you see it's the protagonist that does that. So I, I think it's interesting that they're doing that. Yeah, breaking stereotypes. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's alright. I'll definitely I'm I'm gonna keep watching and see how it goes. So you know, let's just get uh get on with the show, get started. Rumor Mill Monday. Michael Keaton is in talks to return as Bruce Wayne slash Batman in the Flash movie, which is expected to explore multiple realities and include Ray Fisher's cyborg. If you ask me, they should include the cyborg from Doom Patrol. Cause Wow. I really like that dude. Uh I wanna look up the actor's name real quick. Can we can we just can we just can we just keep can we just make sure that can we just keep Americans in roles? Geez, you wanna you wanna give all the, the good roles to the Brits. Jovi jo, I know I'm saying his name wrong. Hovian Wade or Jovian Wade? Jovian Wade. Is it Jovian Jovian Wade? Dude the the I mean again, I've only seen one one episode with him as Cyborg and I really like him in the role. I mean Ray Fisher's cool. And honestly, it's just they didn't, didn't give him didn't have development into like Ray Fisher. Exactly, they didn't give him much to work with, you know. So it is what it is. It's not like he did a bad job. He was just kind of eh. there. He was just there. Yeah. But Michael Keaton back as Batman. I mean, what a crazy thing to to consider. Homie keeps getting the Marvel and DC chucks. I can't be mad at it. Even, not, it's crazy because even when this man was uh, 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 interviewing for Spider-Man: Homecoming, he uh, like on live uh, interviews like Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Jimmy Fallon, he would say, "I'm Batman." 
he would say, forget, forget this movie. I'm Batman. I'm like, this man just won't let the role go, and he shouldn't. He was one of the first and best live-action Batman. And he killed it. He subverted expectations, and he killed it two in two movies, mind you. That he did. You know, it's it's just interesting that it started out with people being kind of skeptical about him because he was in, like, uh, romantic comedies and whatnot. But then, you know, he really uh, showed that he was able to show his chops and actually become Batman, but which is a similar thing I kind of see happening to Robert Pattinson, you know. And honestly, people had, as much as people love Batfleck now, y'all niggas was talking mad shit when they first announced him as Batman. So I don't understand why we got to go through this cycle over and over again. They announce an actor. Y'all complain. The movie comes out. Oh, turns out they did a great job. It's like, y'all ain't tired? I don't know. But I'm happy to see Michael Keaton back. So so the, the initial rumor was that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to play Thomas Wayne in the flat and in some version of a Flashpoint movie that they were still doing. That rumor has since been shot down, and it has uh, since been the Michael Keaton rumor has since taken over. Uh. And it, it's not, it's no, it's I want to say it's less of a rumor and more con confirmation. I would say because our source Daniel Rickman, our source, he is, I mean, he initially said that it was really in early talks, and now the. Uh, Another thing he, uh, our source has said was that Michael Keaton will appear in the Flash movie and he will be in a proper Kingdom Come Batman suit. Kingdom Come? Let me, just to remind myself what exactly that looks like. That, that was what um, Kevin Conroy kind of looked like in um, in the Oh, this mm. except he 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 had just, he just had the exoskeleton. He didn't actually have on the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. It's um. Well, I want to wait before I see it in live action. But yeah, like I said, I never loved the Kingdom Come look. But you know, maybe maybe it'll look better. You know, when they you know change it up a little bit. But yeah, it's unfortunate that we're not getting Jeffrey Dean Morgan as uh, alternate universe Batman because I thought that would have been really cool to see. I mean, <laughs> you never know. I mean, with Snyder, you know, seemingly taking, I wouldn't say taking back control, but seemingly having more play over in DC now or pull, you never know. He Jeffrey Dean Morgan might pop up as Thomas Wayne Batman, you, I mean, it might not be in uh, Flash's first movie. It might, maybe it's in his second. It might not happen at all, but you never know. It could happen. No one thought the Snyder Cut would happen, but here we are. I hope it does. But, uh, yeah. So, on to the next thing. Disney is reportedly working on multiple Pirates of the Caribbean spinoffs. And one apparently has Margot Robbie and Birds of Prey and Bumblebee writer Christina Hodson attached. While Johnny Depp may still appear in the soft reboot of the franchise with no other stars or writers announced. Even a Disney Plus animated series is in development. They are really milking that pirate tit. Oh, 
more Pirate of the Caribbean movies. That's 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 what I've been hoping for so, so much. I, I, I mean, a, a lot of people love the franchise. I do. I mean, I I guess. I mean, they just keep making them. I mean, they and definitely again, they definitely dipped in quality after the the original trilogy. They can't be making the same amount of money they used to, though, right? They, I, I'm pretty sure they almost all of them have have gone upwards in terms of billions of dollars. There's like, no way. Even the last one. I think uh, last one Dead made, Man? I think uh, Dead Man Tell and Tells made like eight eight or nine hundred million, but that's still pretty good margins. Man, I guess, but I I guess as long as they're making money. I wouldn't be surprised if international audiences love them, so that might have something to do with it, too. Oh, most definitely. And and Johnny Depp still has an international audience, despite what he has going on here in the States. Oh, yeah, that whole uh, Amber Heard situation and whatnot. But, you know... uh, Would you want to see a movie starring... A pirate movie starring Margot Robbie? Better yet, would you like a movie written by the woman who wrote Birds of Prey and Bumblebee? Maybe I'll say the thing. I've never been into Pirates of the Caribbean. That's that's the thing. I've really never even been into it. You know, you know how kids always had like a, a pirate phase and shit. I never really had that pirate phase. I had the dinosaur phase, the uh, astronaut phase. Sure, never pirate phase. I didn't have a pirate face either, but the movies were enjoyable. I I, I enjoyed a swashbuckling adventure like the next person. Eh. Indiana Jones swashbuckling adventure. Yeah, I like uh, Indiana Jones. Though, you know. The Legend of Zorro swashbuckling adventure. Oh come on, no one's gonna talk shit about Zorro. Um, people would definitely talk shit about Zorro. Okay, maybe maybe have you watched maybe Zorro recently? maybe that last one, sure. But I'm talking about the good ones. What are the good Zoros? There was a pretty good cartoon back in the day. Um, Nick, we know. talking about movies. You talking about old ass cartoons? The, the, the Legend of Zorro. Yes, The Mask of Zorro with Antonio Banderas and The Legend of Zorro with Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Th- those are good, right? Great. I mean, yeah, I, I grew up with time. them, so I automatically am biased. But that doesn't mean that they had like they have they've aged well. I wouldn't say they've aged terribly, but I'm not just gonna 100% flat out say they haven't. Yeah, I was about to say because it's been a long ass time since I watched them. Yeah, I'm about to take take the time and and watch that. Just just watch the the first one. I don't think I should. Maybe, I think you should. Maybe I should just go on believing that they were good. I, no, 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 no. They're not bad. They're not bad. But I think the first one's definitely better than the second one. Oh. But yeah, um, regardless, you know, to the fans of Pirates of the Caribbean, I mean, I'm sure y'all are happy, you know. I don't know if we need an animated series, though. Animated series? Oh, it is going to be animated. Huh. This, that's, because, like, Pirates is noted for being Disney's first PG-13 franchise. And I feel like this is kind of like, you remember back in the day they had that book series of, like, Kid-friendly teenage, uh, what the fuck is Johnny Depp's name? Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, teenage Captain Jack Sparrow. They had this book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, remember that. that? Yeah. yeah. And mom, uh, even when I was kid, I'm like, I, I, Jack Sparrow is pretty. He's not very kid-friendly, so it just feels weird that there's this like book series that's very much aimed towards like young adults and kids 
I don't know. It, it just it feels like weird. I don't know. Hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, there's he's he's got such a dirty past, and to to try and to 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 clean it up and make it kid friendly is a little weird. It's like not as bad as like making a kid friendly Deadpool, but like close. Uh, I guess I wouldn't say it's too bad. I mean, it was originally a park, a park ride. So, oh, who even it was for kids for it was for kids originally. Deadpool oh, yeah. was always more adult. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I hope they're good. You know, for y'all pirates fans out there, I probably won't be watching. But you know, shout out to y'all that are that are still watching these. You know, I'm, I'm sure you enjoy them for some reason. Hey, then maybe they're good. I don't know. All right, let's move on to the next item. I do a CG animated TMNT movie is in the works at Nickelodeon with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's production company, Point Grey Pictures, attached to produce with Jeff Rose set to direct. Small Turtles. Yes, and franchise to... just refuses. Just, they just refuse to die. And I love not, turtles. But... Not to mention that they're they're also. I think they're also rebooting it with a. A lot, another live action movie. Ah, damn, another one. I think it's supposed to be another live action. When did the last one come out? Like five, six years ago? I think 2016. Oh, Jesus, even shorter than that. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't think it's going to be. It, it'll probably be better. You know, honestly, I feel like the Michael Bay movies aren't that bad. I really don't think they're that bad. I think they kind of have a charm to them. I think they're better than the Transformers. You think movies. the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have a charm to them? Yeah, it's like charm. You know, they, they got, they got, you know. Mm, yeah, like, they they got that that, that yeah you know, they got that. Like that that one scene in the first one when they were in the elevator. I really like that scene. Yeah, that's cool, and I'll give you that. And the the scene with Master Splinter fighting Shredder. Yeah. And I, I I posit to you that there has never been a, been a movie more extremely, maybe possibly to a fault, accurate to the original cartoon than the sequel to that movie. That, that, that the, uh, what was it? Do you remember what it was called? The second Bay movie? Out of the Shadows? Yeah, Out of the Shadows. That film was very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Was very, like, uh... Uh, I guess accurate to the cartoon. Yeah, but was the cartoon accurate? Again, to the possibly, book? possibly to a fault. Possibly to a fault. Definitely to a fault. It led to it getting rebooted again. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I still, you know, I don't know. I kind of, I got a soft spot in my heart for the Bay movies. Forget, forget about that though. I, I mean, so this is a Nickelodeon movie now. Yep. Nickelodeon hasn't really produced many movies that that are hits like they used to. I think what was I that mean, one movie? Uh it was like a carnival movie or something. Carnival movie. It was a movie. Oh, uh uh the the, the amusement park movie? Yeah, 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 that one. I know what you're talking about. That I one I think was all. the last one they they tried to do and clearly that that had no audience. Yeah, nah. It, it, that's the funny thing about certain kids' movies like that. If they're not already attached to a franchise that already exists, it might be hard to really, you know, 
get kids. But Nickelodeon has made it has recently made a deal with Netflix to distribute new content and some of their old content. So, oh yeah. So yeah, that's why Avatar's been popping up on there. There's still that live action Last Airbender uh, show so, that should be coming up soon. Yeah. So it, the the CG Ninja Turtles movie could in fact play on Netflix. At this one, it might, because again, we don't really know when we're going to be able to go back to theaters safely. So, hey. Yeah, and it's a CG movie, and I believe, um, I, I don't know what, yeah, I think it was 2006, 2007, maybe, maybe even earlier, I don't know. There was another uh, CG TMNT movie, and I, I, I quite like that one, to be honest. I think that's my most favorite TMNT movie. Very underrated. Very underrated. They, they had, I think, Chris Pine. No, Chris. No, not Chris Pine. I think Chris Evans played Casey Jones in that movie. Actually, I think you're right. The first time it might have been Chris Pine. No, definitely wasn't Chris Pine. I'm gonna look I, think, I think it was either Chris Evans or it was actually. Oh no! Yeah, it was Chris Evans. Yeah, and Sarah Michelle Gellar played um, um, April. Mako, of course, was winner. Yeah, it was. It was a really good movie with a solid cast. Yeah, it was kind of got you know reviews were kind of mixed, but I I thought it was really good. And it I really enjoyed the movie. Made money. It made and a decent they, amount. Of they money. made Raphael a kind of like a biker vigilante at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uh, very cool plot. That was different from. Uh, and they the, freaking had Patrick Stewart in it. Come on. I mean, enough said. Like like that, that cast was solid. I don't know, bro. It, I I didn't even know this, but Mako Iwamatsu. Yeah. The voice of Uncle Iroh from Airbender. I didn't mm-hmm. know he he voiced Master Splinter in that. You know? You had no, no idea. Oh. I guess I haven't seen that movie in a while. And he did a great job with it too. He had a great voice. Anyway, as um, far as this uh, new Nickelodeon CG movie, I'll be—I mean, I'll be checking for it because I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm curious what type of humor Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg can add to this. To this franchise because their humor is pretty adult. Mikey will absolutely be smoking weed or at least eating an edible. No, it, it's gonna be tied to Nickelodeon, bro. I don't, uh, I don't, they'll sneak it in there. I don't think so. Oh, another live action movie they tried to do that 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 last one with John Cena as a, a fireman. Oh, <laughs> that fucking movie. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think I think I don't know whoever was that in was charge of their live action film department, but. They, I hope that they wasn't it. it. That was not it. Yeah, that was a step back. Mm. That was the Rock's early career. Was, was that like right? Be- was that right before everything shut down too, or was that a little? That was like a year or two ago. Oh, uh, oh wow, really? I thought that was like this year. Okay, well, yeah, but like you said, it it didn't hit at all. Yeah. There's probably a reason for that. All right, so our next rumor uh, is DC reportedly, and our source has confirmed this. Um, reportedly has Zatanna, Constantine, and a Batman Beyond movie, not just in development, but in active development. Mm. So who would you cast in those three roles? Jesus. I, I know that's going to be hard, especially with Constantine, because we already have a really good Constantine. I think... Hmm. If it were up to me, I would just have it be the same actor, but I know that they're not going to be able to do that. Um, 
I I yeah, I don't think Matt Ryan is uh I think they should give somebody else a chance. Oh, what were you about to say about Matt Ryan? I mean he, he's a good um cyborg. I'm not oh, wow, cyborg. <laughs> he's a great John Constantine, don't get me wrong. I mean for the series, but I think for a live action movie, I think the role should go to somebody else. Just like Grant Gustin isn't the flash in the movies, which I honestly would not have wanted. I think Matt Ryan should stay to the TV side. I mean, they're doing a Justice League Dark HBO Max show. I mean, Matt Ryan could go ahead and do that, you know, if if they're casting for John Constantine in that movie. But I don't think he should. I don't think he should be uh, John Constantine in the movies. So who would you put in those three roles? Well, firstly, I think I'd want to maybe gender. I'd not gender Ben. I was really about to gender Ben Satana. I really think I wanted to race bend Zatanna because Zatanna is kind of like it sounds maybe Middle Eastern. It sounds it sounds different. Mm. So where do you go? I mean, I feel I I won't I don't know who I would cast as Zatanna, but I know I'd probably go maybe Middle Eastern, maybe uh, uh, Latino. You know who I would put as Zatanna. Sophia Butella. Sophia Butella. The mummy. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah. That is perfect. That's who I would have play Zatanna. She is racially ambiguous. So I think that's a great idea. Now, for John Constantine, initially, initially, I I wanted, um, geez, what's, I'm drawing, Colin Farrell to play. Uh, John Constantine. I thought he would have mm. perfect John Constantine. James McAvoy. Really? Mm-hmm. I that's think it would be really dope. That's, that's not a bad choice either, but I, I need to know that he can pull off the Cockney because John Constantine, because uh, um, James McAvoy, he's good at the posh British accent. Mm. And he's he's also well, I think he's is he Scottish or is he Irish? He might be Scottish. I think he's Scottish. McAvoy. That that yeah. sounds yeah. So I don't know if he can. I want I, if he can pull off the Scottish. I mean not the Scottish the um the Cockney because I feel like John Constantine is somebody who has to have like kind of like that Cockney grit. He is he yeah he is Scottish by the way he definitely is. I just looked it up. So I feel like if he can do it, then James McAvoy all the way. I think he's a talented enough actor to pull it off. Yeah. I mean, we've seen how good he is in films like uh, X-Men First Class and Split and whatnot. So I, I really think he has the chops to do it. Batman Beyond? That one. That one is... Hmm, that one I got to think about at least a little bit. Because it's got to be someone who can pull off, like, brash and young but still likable. Right. You know? Someone who you could buy as like a younger Batman, but also someone who's trying to live up to the name. And also, do you make him a teenager, or do you make him like some? I mean, do you make him like a high schooler, or do you make him a college student? What do you think? Uh, ooh, that is a good question. You know, we we have a high school superhero with uh, Spider Man right now. I think maybe. Do I don't think we have any college age super. We don't have any like superheroes in college right now, do we? Nope. So you know why not? Uh, maybe we should try that. Change it up a little bit. 
And I know some people were saying make Terry maybe Asian. I would not mind that. Now, are we also keeping the the DCAU continuity where he's animated? No, we're not keeping that continuity. Okay, I mean, so he's. he's I mean, that is. No, no, the, I'm saying, do you think they should? That's that's a loose source material. I, that is a source material to, uh, that they can take from. But I don't think they need to take ex- a whole hundred percent from that continuity. So, spoilers for the DCAU. You don't think they should uh, have him secretly be, be related to Bruce? No, no, no. I'm saying they can take certain plot points. Of course, I think they should have him relate, be related to Bruce at some point. Oh, you yeah. do? Uh, yeah, I just don't think they need to follow every single, you know, thing from the animated universe, from the Timverse. I don't think they should. I, honestly, I liked it better when it was like, because it's, it's too much like, oh, you were, you were born to be this role. I don't know. I just, I, I think I liked it better when he... he he but I think, potential. I, think that's, I think that's why you make it uh, you make it uh, a plot point towards maybe the end of a trilogy or something. You don't go out the gate with that. Yeah, you say some random kid, but when you think about it, three out of the four Rob, three out of the four major Robins have been technically some random kids. Yeah, but uh, I'm okay. They've been Robin, right? Not none of them have been given just the role of Batman. Bruce would never just, he would never just give up the role of, I mean, technically he did in the series. He, he literally not, did. Actually, he didn't even yeah. know it hit him. So I wonder if, I wonder if he knew the entire time. The ent- nah, no, he didn't. He didn't know. If I remember that episode correctly, he had no idea. But I have no idea because who I would cast as, as Terry McGinnis, because I don't follow many white, young white actors. May oh, 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 maybe. The, I can't think of his name, but the guy who plays Archie on uh, Riverdale. Oh, uh, I'm going to look it up for you real quick. Or maybe even anybody else on Riverdale. Those are the only, all the white. <laughs> that's, that's the only young white actor show you watch. <laughs> I don't even watch that show. <laughs> you, uh, KJ, Appa, uh, KJ Appa, by the way. Yes, KJ Appa. I mean, he's already dyed his hair for a movie black. So hmm. I was like, okay, I could, that, that kind of works. Like yeah, that. I, I don't think he's a natural redhead. Oh, no, he's not. I'm saying he's already dyed his hair black and gone back and forth. So I'm hey, like, okay, I can see him. Apple. Well, as someone who does uh, semi-regularly watch the show, I don't know if I see him as Terry McGinnis. What about Cole Sprouse? Mm, nah, nah, nah. Maybe an unknown. Uh, uh, you know who Tyler Posey is? Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf. Yeah, maybe too Tyler old. Posey. You think he's too old? At this you, point, you don't yeah. think he can pull off a college student? Uh. Ooh, know. or another Teen Wolf alumni, Dylan O'Brien. I love Dylan O'Brien, but he's almost thirty. Like I want. Okay, you don't. I, you don't think. You don't think he could pull off college student though? Uh no, I don't. Th- I think he can pull off college student just as much as Tobey Maguire can pull off high school student. <laughs> How the hell did we buy that as a kid? Like this is grown ass man. We just wanted to school. believe. We just wanted to believe. No, it. you know who was worse? Uh, uh, Andrew Joe, Burrow. Joe, no, Joe Mangi, 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 Mangiello. God damn, you just I completely this man's butchered name. his name. Joe Manganiello. Him being a high school student, nigga, get the fuck out. All y'all did was shave his face. That's it. <laughs> And he still didn't pull it off. Like, come on, man. 
this is like a 30 years old in the goddamn high, high school. Like, the fuck? But yeah, man, I don't know. Terry McGinnis, that's, that's, the, that's a little harder to cast. I mean, and apparently, from what I was reading online, I've been trying piecing things together. Apparently, and this is not 100% confirmed or confirmed at all, actually, but Michael Keaton being Batman in some alternate universe could be the what starts the Batman Beyond movie because mm. there's an active development now, and it it hasn't been an active development for it ha- it hasn't been in development for years, mind you, but now that there's talks of Michael Keaton being returning as Batman, now all of a sudden they want to get a Batman Beyond movie in active development. It doesn't. I don't see a coincidence. Yeah, then that might fit right together. That's a good ass point. Ooh, what about Taron Edgerton? Taron Edgerton as Bruce? No, is he too old too? How old is Taron Edgerton? Taron Edgerton is over forty. What? Are you serious? Yes. I I really thought this dude was like in his late twenties. You thought Taron Ed? Oh wait. My bad, my bad. Kingsman, Taron Edgerton. Yes, I was thinking of somebody else. He's okay. 30. He's 30 years old. Okay, well, yeah, it's just 30. I mean, he looks young enough, I think. Uh, I wish his career was was taking off more, though. He's, she's all... He, anyway. His, his, uh, his filmography ain't that bad. Kingsman, the... Uh, the uh, um, Rocket Man. Yeah, Rocket Man. Robin you know? Hood. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, Sing. sure. Again, yeah, yeah, that's legend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eddie, Eddie the Eagle. What? Okay, you ain't, you didn't have to come for this man's whole life. Like, come just, on now, let the man live. Rocket Man was good. Rocket Man and Kingsman were good. I don't know about the rest. I I, I didn't see the Eagle movie. Eddie the Eagle, I I didn't see it. So it might have been good, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, me neither. Anyway, sticking with the DC tip. Uh, with DC's fandom virtual Comic Con, they plan to show off Fan Dome. Oh, my mistake. Fan Dome virtual Comic Con. They plan to show off a variety of new things, and rumor has it that the air cut of Suicide Squad will be announced amongst the long list of possible reveals. I'm gonna keep yes. it a hundred with you. I don't really give a shit about the air cut of Suicide Squad. No shade to anyone involved in the film. No shade to David Ayer. No shade to Suicide Squad. Uh, I, which, by the way, apparently has a fan base, which is shocking to me because I thought pretty much everyone agreed that the movie was bad. I... No, every, everyone agreed the movie was bad, but everyone, all, most people also agreed that David Ayer was definitely slighted with the final cut. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was. And I would agree with that as well. Okay, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I, I I think I think he deserves to at least, especially with HBO Max, they need subscribers. I feel like they do. I feel like this whatever version he has to release, because I'm, I'm I already know he shot most of the footage that we haven't seen. So all he really needs to do is edit it and maybe add a, some a couple extra VFX. He's are he's already gone on record on Twitter saying it would be far less expensive to release his cut than the Steiner cut. Mm. So, so it, it would be a smart do... move on HBO Max's part to, uh, or, and AT&T, 
to maybe release this cut. So they wouldn't have to like do any like refilming or anything like that. No, maybe some additional uh, rescoring and VFX shots, but other than that, I think it's really just down to editing. Hmm. And, and I say it only. I mean, I would still check it out because I feel like we're probably going to wind up reviewing the air cut and the Snyder cut on the show. Probably. I. Uh, it's not a probable. It's a definite. Oh. Uh, Oh, oh joy! So we are probably gonna. I mean, we are definitely gonna. No, you make me watch shitty movies. You're gonna watch what I want to watch. I love how he says "make you" like I have a gun to his head. Like, no, nah, you go and watch John Henry. Yeah. I. Well, you basically did. After I watched it, I was like, Jesus Christ! Man, John Henry was amazing. I don't even care what you say. Fuck right. that movie anyway. We're on to the trailer park review roundup, folks. We have a few trailers that have come out over the past few weeks that we haven't had a chance to discuss. Uh, dude, would you care to go over the, the first trailer we have? Yeah, sure. Matthew Vaughn's The Kingsman released its second trailer for the prequel about the world's first private intelligence agency. Uh, and, you know, a lot of action, you know, the usual stuff. Nothing too different. Um, I question the decision to make a Kingsman prequel, but because I, I don't think anyone was really asking for one, but I mean... I like the Kingsman franchise, so I, I I'd definitely check it out. Um, again, I think they're shooting their shot a little early because I'm, did the trailer say coming to theaters? Uh, I mean, yes, I believe so. I mean, I think most movies are probably not going to be released until September, to be honest. If if even that, because yeah. the <laughs> the way some of these niggas been acting out here, man, who knows. Bro, we have freaking Ralph Fiennes, Daniel Brühl, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Jimon Hansu. Oh, great cast. We we got Reese Ifan. And Stanley Tucci. You cannot go wrong with Stanley Tucci in any movie. Uh, um, Didn't Stanley Tucci play King Arthur? No, he played Merlin in the Transformers movie, right? He was the funniest part of that movie. Yes, anyway. <sighs> Debatable, but it's a movie, terrible movie all the way around. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it looks fine. It looks like it's got the standard Kingsman action. It looks like it's, it's a little more serious than the first two. But yeah, it still has that uh, Kingsman charm, you know, with the whole brutal violence uh, juxtaposed with the British poshness, yeah. Yes, I I'm very very keen on watching that. I I wish like um, this is the more colorful, flamboyant, younger sibling of the Daniel Craig Bond films. I say. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Although I think. Bond is a little, uh, just slightly more sociopathic, funnily enough. You know, these movies are way more brutal, but yeah. Yeah. These movies actually are harking back to, uh, I would say these movies, the Kingsman movies are like a modern version of the 90s Bond movies with just heavier action. Mm-hmm. The first trailer to Bill and Ted Face the Music was released showing the Wild Stallions have yet to write their world-saving song whilst they live in mediocrity. 
it's pretty realistic uh, interpretation of where Bill and Ted would be at in like in real life, I guess. Yeah, they both got young kids or girls who they've kind of named, who kind of look exactly like their parents or their dad, which is odd. But I mean, we see we see the phone booth, the famous phone booth. We see mm-hmm. Bill and Ted finding. I, I don't know how they time travel to themselves in jail with more muscles when they're already in their fifties. So I'm assuming that based on the footage that it's not just a time travel movie. It's like maybe a multiple reality movie. Oh, into the bit bill and Tediverse. Yeah. Which is like, Hey, uh, question the phone booth. Were they like, was it just a coincidence with Doctor Who, or like, were they inspired by Doctor Who with the t- uh, time traveling phone booth thing, or do you know? I have no idea. Uh, I well, feel like it's, it's probably it's, a coincidence. It's de- I feel it, it's definitely possible though, because Doctor Who was definitely out well before. Yeah, Bill way before Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah. But also, I don't think the doc- Doctor Who was as mainstream then as it is now. You'd be surprised. Because even my dad was watching uh, Doctor Who like way back in like the fucking whenever he was a kid. I'm talking about American mainstream. America too. Although with America, it was mostly uh, the fourth Doctor, uh, Tom Baker. He was really the main one that uh, America's just paying attention to. Um, But yeah, you know, uh, it looks hilarious. Um, I feel like this is going to be a movie that Bill and Ted fans are going to love. Uh, is it going to Amazon Prime? No, it's releasing in theaters. Uh, okay, if you say so. I could have sworn somewhere it said releasing on Amazon Prime, but uh, oh, you know what? I'm probably thinking of Jay and Silent Bob. You are thinking of Jay yeah, and Silent that, Bob. Yeah, that that actually did go straight to Prime. Uh, but with Bill and Ted saying theaters, I mean, again, y'all are. Very confident about that. We'll see, because I don't know if theaters are going to be too uh, safe right now. Especially- theaters aren't safe right now, bro. I mean, the theater, yeah. the movie movie schedule, uh, release schedule is constantly being pushed back. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's pushed to January of next year. To be honest, I mean, there's absolutely there's next to no chance they're going to be making money in Texas, for example. You know. Yeah. I can't imagine too many people going to be going to the movie theaters in Texas. Yeah, but I, I feel as though I feel like January might be their best bet. January's all has historically been a pretty dead month for movies. And occasionally there's one or two gems that pop up every other January, so Bell and Ted could be one of those gems. That's very possible. Especially since there's gonna be assuming like theaters will be okay, which again, who knows? There might be a, a a power vacuum, if you will, you know, because people are going to be waiting to go to the movies and they're going to want to see damn near anything. And there might not be too much competition, you know, right there because, you know, with the way scheduling works and you got to say a date ahead in time of, of, and all that. So who knows? You know, who knows how it can go? David Ayer returns to his roots in the first trailer for his upcoming film, The Tax Collector, which stars Shia LaBeouf as one of a duo of Los Angeles crime enforcers. You know, I, I saw a little bit of controversy with this uh, trailer because people thought Shia LaBeouf was in brownface. 
But yeah, no, David Ayer cleared it up on Twitter. Now he's, he's just a white dude who grew up in the hood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are many of those. Yeah, I was kind of surprised people assumed he was because he didn't have a hint of an accent or anything in the trailer. Yeah, no, he was just in a suit with some sunglasses. Maybe it was the earrings. <laughs> that might have been it. I don't know. But yeah, you know, it, it looks interesting. Um, it's definitely my type of action movie. Uh, just straight up action. I love Training Day, and he wrote Training Day. He um, did. I feel like David Ayer is. He's in his best when it's like when it's like a a buddy. I won't say a buddy cop, but definitely like a. Mm. Well, we're not gonna go into bright, but <laughs> you can see you know exactly what I was thinking. I'm talking about real world shit though. He, he's he wasn't training day set in California. That it was. So that's David Ayer grew up in California. David Ayer, David Ayer grew up in those hoods. So when he's writing from personal experience, I think he he hits he hits home. Yeah, this is definitely his wheelhouse. You know, it's like uh, Spike Lee. You know, doing and a there's a there's him. a lot of of um, um, Hispanics and Latinos in this movie. This isn't just a Shia LaBeouf uh, train. So he's definitely you know giving a shout out to those those subsets of cultures in. Uh, California. Yeah, I saw uh, George Lopez. I'm pretty sure I saw Hector. That was Hector, right? I don't even know who who Hector is. Hector! You know that one Hispanic actor who's in like every single movie like this? No, I don't. You know, Hector, man! Bald Hispanic dude. A little kind of heavy. He's literally in like every single movie, every single like hood movie that's like this. Sure. If you look up Hector and movies, I'm almost certain he'll pop up. But are we excited for this movie, I do? Uh, excited is kind of... I'm interested. A hesitant word. I'm interested. I'm not like, oh man, I gotta see this, you know, like I am. Okay, that, uh... interest. The trailer got you interested. Yeah, I'm excited okay. for uh, uh, that, uh, that, that, um, that movie with, uh, oh man, Gladiator. Uh, Russell Crowe? Yeah, Russell Crowe. Oh, where he's <laughs> you know driving around being a dick on the road? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking with this one lady just because she cut him off. I'm excited for that movie because it looks insane. But this movie, I'm interested in. Oh, uh, I guess you might as well take this next part since uh, you're in it. Please kiss my ass. <laughs> An American Pickle, which stars Seth Rogen as an immigrant who falls into a vat of chemical, uh, not a vat of chemicals, a vat of pickle brine, awakens a hundred years later, the same age to only one living res- uh, descendant, his great-grandson, who looks who? just like him, played by Seth Rogen. half black, because you're right in that film. Look at you, make your Hollywood Mother. debut. Oh, my God. So I saw that trailer, I was like... Hey, is that Justin? Oh, shit. Why you ain't telling me you was in this, bro? <laughs> Fuck yourself. Um, it looks okay. I mean, it ne- didn't, ne- didn't really get me excited to see the movie. I mean, my interest, I guess, is peaked, but it was, wasn't even... It, it was very low to begin with. I know nothing of this movie. It's an HBO Max, uh, straight to HBO Max original film. Um, 
so far I can't really tell if it's a comedy or not. I mean, I know the concept of a man falling into some pickle juice a hundred years later is um, quirky to say the least, but that didn't really, it didn't really scream comedy. I think it's a, I think it's a dramedy. Yeah. Uh, Probably leaning heavier on the drama though. Yeah. It seems like Seth Rogen is leaning further and further away from his comedy roots. And like you, when I watched the trailer, I wasn't like blown away. First of all, I had no idea that this movie would even uh, existed until you told me about it. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I like Seth Rogen. Um, I'll check it out. And you know, I watch it, and like you, I was like, I mean, okay, you know, I'm I don't think it's gonna be like bad. I just don't know if I'm like super interested. I know I don't see I I I see it maybe being better than the than the average or even above average Adam Sandler movie. But I mean that's not exactly that's not a high, a high bar. bar no. Do I think it's gonna be better than uh the, the fucking what was that last Adam Sandler Netflix movie? Uh what was it? The, the murder mystery movie? Sure. Isn't it I mean is do I think I mean, it's gonna be I mean talking, murder mystery? Sure. But you know. And we're talking his most recent movie, that's was Uncut Gems. That wasn't him, though. That was the Safi brothers. He was just in it. He was just in this movie. You think he directs the movies that he's in? I mean, he's a little bit more involved in the uh, the his production company. His production company did not make Uncut Gems. No, they didn't. So, so like Adam Sandler's production company makes his movies. He may not like be writing it, or but he, I mean, he's at the very least a producer. Because it's his production company, uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, fuck that company. <laughs> uh, but I guess I'll, I'll, I won't be looking out for it, but if it's, a good, if it's good, it's got good reviews, maybe I'll watch An American Pickle, which already is a terrible name. Uh, Respect revealed a brand new look at the Aretha Franklin biopic starring Jennifer Hudson as the Queen of Soul herself two years after her death. This is, you know what this is? This is like the opposite of casting uh, Zoe Saldana as, uh, oh my God, what, what what was the movie where they where they put her in blackface? Oh, where she? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Was she Nina Simone? Yeah, this is the opposite of casting her as Nina Simone because Jennifer Hudson is perfect casting as Aretha Franklin. Did you, by the way, did you know that there's actually another Aretha Franklin movie coming out at like close times? No, I did not. Yeah, uh, starring the the girl from Harriet. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna did that get approved? Is that approved by her family though? Uh, Cynthia Arrivo. The the one who was talking who was talking some racist shit a little while back. Wait, what? What are you talking about? The one who played Harriet Tubman, right? Yeah, what? Yeah, she, she say? had said some. I think she had said some some pretty wild shit a little What'd while. What she say? I, I don't remember. I don't try to remember ignorance of others. Ah, oh, damn, that's unfortunate. Uh, actually, I mean, she seemed cool. I mean, she she's very she's a very talented singer, which is probably part of the reason why she uh they they're having her be uh, in that other uh 
uh, Aretha Franklin movie. But yeah, I have no idea if that other movie is also approved by her family. I mean, it'd be weird because if I, it was. I remember, cause I remember specifically watching um, interviews with Aretha Franklin when she was alive. And she had finally was getting the ball rolling on her biopic. And she initially didn't know who, you know, to, to, to get to play the part. But she was like, yeah, we're looking at Jennifer Hudson. So I'm like, I know she had Jennifer Hudson has her blessing. Yeah, man. There's a trailer and everything. I just looked it up again. There's a trailer for it? Uh, I'm going to make sure because I'm, I'm going to look at it to make sure it's the right thing. But yeah, man. Jesus. With Cynthia Arrivo and everything. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? It's a it's an anthology series, not a movie. Oh. From National Geographic? All wrong. That's weird. Okay. National yeah, National Geographic made uh, an anthology series. You know the Genius series from National Geographic? I guess. I uh, I guess they must have done some episode or something with uh, about Aretha and it's it starred Cynthia Arrivo. Okay. So there we go. Just cleared that all up. So the movie is going to be Jennifer Hudson. All righty. Well, I mean, I look forward to it. I know she's she's an Oscar-winning performer. There's Mary J. Blige, Marlon Wayans. Uh, he was 100% the best part of Cats. Marlon Wayans? No, man. Uh, Jennifer Hudson. Oh, Jesus. I didn't see the, the Cat Buttholes movie, so... Um, I saw it. Don't recommend it. I don't. Don't worry. I wouldn't. Rec- I wouldn't watch it anyway. Literally gave me a headache. I'm. St- I thought you would like something like that. No. Anywho, on to our movie and TV news. Not one, but two old school cartoons are coming back in a new way. Comedy Central announced Beavis and Butthead are returning with two new seasons, while. MTV later confirmed that, along with series creators Chris Miller and Phil Lord, that Clone High would be getting a reboot. Love both those shows. And uh, some people may not remember, this is not the first time Beavis and Butthead has come back. I don't remember, please. Yeah, it it actually, they rebooted it um, around the time Jersey Shore was a thing. They actually rebooted it once before. It was it it was still pretty funny. I've watched it every week. Um, they actually expanded it so that they weren't just talking about music videos. They were also reacting to like reality shows, and it was kind of funny. I'm almost certain you could find episodes on MTV's website of that uh, that uh, re- reboot. Well, I guess it's not really a reboot; it's a continuation. But whatever. So yeah, I'm happy to see Beavis and Butthead come back because I love that show. Clone High is one of the greatest cartoons. Ever created so I don't have the pleasure of remembering that, that that cartoon. I just know the general plot is a bunch of historical figures are cloned and they're put in a high school together. Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a put you on. There's a I'm pretty sure you can watch them on YouTube. I'm a I'm a text you a link. All right, but sh- first, I forgot to mention one thing. I just remembered it actually. I'm talking about these cartoon reboots. MTV also ordered a spinoff from the show Daria. Or Daria, um, starring Tracy Ellis Ross. It features the black character Jody. Oh, okay. That's I'll check that out. Did not but, like Daria as much as I liked Beavs in the Head, but Daria was admittedly the better show. 
Definitely. I mean, yeah, I, it definitely was. But, um, yeah. So, uh, and Trace Ellis Ross is going to star as Jody, the the uh, the black character, the black female character. I guess one of the few friends that Daria had in the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see that. What we get next? Apple has nabbed distribution rights for the Antoine Fuqua. Jesus Christ! Do you not know who Antoine Fuqua is? No, I'm just making. I didn't want to say his name wrong. I know who he is. I just, you know, me and names. Antoine Fuqua directed Slave Movie Emancipation, which will star actor Will Smith as the runaway slave Peter, who eventually joins the Union Army. Is this the first time Will Smith has been in a slave movie? Yep. He um, initially remember he he had turned down um, Django because he felt that there wasn't it needed to be a love story or. That I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what specifically it was, but I, I don't think he felt that it was, it was gushy enough or whatever. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I think Jamie Fox might have been the better choice, because like with Will Smith roles, he's always very talky. Django was, wasn't. Yeah, Django wasn't a very talky role. He was mostly stoic. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do too much wisecracking like Will Smith roles usually do. So, you know. It's, it, Jamie Foxx is probably the better direction to go with. I think you can pull off Stoic better than Will Smith. I agree. Okay, Apple. Apparently, initially, it was between Warner... There was a large bid for this movie. It was between Warner Brothers... It got down between Warner Brothers and Apple. And somehow, Apple Apple pulled out on top. So, Apple Plus, do you think this will be what really puts them on the map because they've been out for a minute now. No one's really fucking with them like that. I mean, let's, they're probably like one level above Quibi, if we're being real. Uh, will it put them on the map? I don't know. It depends on the amount of content that they, per, they, they pursue because right now they don't, they don't have many series and they don't have many movies. Can you name a single show or movie from Apple Plus? Uh, I know I can't. See? And the banker. See, that's okay. Because I was thinking, I, there's definitely a show with Aquaman. That's the show and, with Aquaman. And, See, and also the morning show, which which, which oh, that's Apple Plus. Yes. See, I knew them. I knew of the morning show. It's Apple TV. Okay, I knew of the morning show. I just didn't know it was Apple Plus. Apple TV. Apple TV. You're Ain't it the same thing? Apple TV and Disney Plus. Oh, there is no Apple Plus, is there? No, that's just Apple TV. Okay, okay, yeah, Apple TV. Ray Fisher has gone on Twitter to retract his approval of Josh Whedon as picked to take over Justice League from Zack Snyder, citing Josh's behavior as abusive, unprofessional, and unacceptable. Some of the crew have gone on to agree and praise Ray for speaking out against Josh Whedon. Damn, Josh. Remember remember a little while ago, there were there were a few women who had came out. Yeah. uh, against Joss. I wasn't necessarily about his behavior on set, but I think he was like more so sexually harassing or just like demeaning. I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that Ray Fisher, who is who has uh, been the champion of this movie, even when Joss Whedon was directing, he's been such a champion, but now that Zack Snyder is stepping back, he, you can kind of see that... Um, Maybe Joss really wasn't the best pick. I mean, we all agree that he definitely did fuck up that movie up. 
he did not do that movie was I don't know what type of shit the movie could have been, but I know the type of shit the movie was because of Joss Whedon. So you think it was most of Joss Whedon's fault that the movie turned out the way it did? I think he he injected a lot of humor and he changed a lot of things. Oh, you mean made it better? Made it better? Yeah, I, I think no, that would make it better. Not, not every single superhero movie requires Avengers level humor. Oh, absolutely not. Like I would Batman. never make I would never make a Batman movie with Avengers level humor. But if you're gonna do a Justice League movie Yeah, it still doesn't have to be the same. Ah, uh, you need some humor in there. I mean you def- definitely need humor for sure, but you don't always need humor in in every superhero movie. Sure, but Justice League you do. Do you though? It's a group of when you when you it's think a group about, of it's a group of superpowered people in colorful costumes. Hold it's on, inherently an absurd on. concept. Hold on, man. Hold on. When you think of the best episodes from the Justice League episode, um, the Justice League cartoon, do you think of the humorous ones or the ones with heart? I think of the ones with heart. Okay, that that, that doesn't necessarily mean that the ones with humor. Were, were terrible, but, but you they, you know what I wouldn't describe the DCEU as having heart. They they have bleakness, they have uh depressingness, they okay. have everything being the color gray. The only things with hearts are Shazam, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. The movies that have the, the least of that least to do with Snyder's vision. If we're being real. I mean, I feel as though Wonder Woman definitely had more to do with Snyder's vision than you think, but probably not Aquaman and probably not Shazam. I mean, there you go. And people may debate whether or not, you know, Aquaman was good. Personally, I liked it, but it was way too long. It It still had heart. It was campy. It had heart. Well, I mean, it's almost impossible to... So the it only way to not have a sort of campy Aquaman movie is just have it be self-serious. And who the hell wants a self-serious Aquaman movie? I would just like to. I would just like to believe that Aquaman is is a threat, not just because he's a big person, but because of the power he holds. And honestly, he didn't. You didn't really see him use his power like that, to be honest. If you think about that movie, Aquaman didn't really use his powers like that. Yeah, he swam. But what did he really do? Mara did more with water than Aquaman did. No, he, there was that whole fight at the end of, at the end of the movie. There, he was fighting the. Uh, he was also yes, fighting those like he, uh, using fish his creatures. pitchfork. Yeah, and, and the animals. What Aquaman is supposed to be the fucking master of water. He is supposed to be. If Katara is a a, a genius level uh, waterbender. Aquaman should be the same. I would argue, but it's been a minute since I, I feel like I need to rewatch it. The, air, the last Airbender better portrays how to use water as a weapon than the whole the whole movie Aquaman. Are you sure he didn't raise some kind of giant sea creature in that movie? Almost. De- he definitely did. But okay, yeah. Well, there you go. That's it, bro. I'm talking about what is he doing physically, not telepathically with his mind talking to sea creatures. What so is he fighting. physically doing with the powers that he has? Beating? Oh, you mean like controlling water? Controlling water, yes. Um, That's his I mean, whole stick. His whole I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong necessarily, but when you look like 
Kyle Drogo, do you really need to control water that much, or can you just beat the shit out of niggas? I'm just saying. You need, you know, you need to give the character more development than just, oh, he's some big brooding guy. He used to be Kyle Drogo, so they automatically like him. No, <laughs> give give this motherfucker some powers. The whole uh, D- DC is famous for their use of powers. Yeah. Marvel glosses over the powers now. I want if 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 there's gonna be two superhero factions, DC and Marvel. I would at least like DC to show the amazement that comes from these powers being a thing. I agree. And and hopefully they touch on that uh, in the eventual sequel. Like fucking the Peter Tingle. You would think that that shit would have been like cool as hell to Tom. I mean, not to Tom, but to Peter Parker. He just fucking made fun of it and called it Peter Tingle. Like the the whole first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. It was interesting in the beginning because we got to see him test his abilities and his powers. We get to see him work on that shit. These superheroes in Marvel movies today, they just automatically know what the fuck they're doing and they just got it and we're just supposed to believe, okay, they are they already had it the whole time. To be fair, in the case of Spider-Man, do you really have to see him? his origin? Cause it almost, yeah, because it almost feels like you guys want to see him do the same shit that y'all been seeing him doing. Marvel knows we're all, we already know what the fuck his powers are. We already know what's up. So why do we have to go over it again? In fact, whole, we've gone over it twice point, already. The whole point of being a superhero is because you have superpowers. That is what sets you apart. I want that shit to be on the on the highlight of the movie. The character, yes, of course, always. But the, the the power should be a character in and of themselves. You don't think they are? No, I really don't. And none of the movies are the powers like a big... There's no big set piece around, around the powers. Thor. Thor movies, they, they showcase his powers pretty well. Uh, they did in the last one in fucking Ragnarok. Finally. And also Endgame and uh, Infinity War. Yes, it took fucking 12, 20 fucking movies later to get to get some proper Thor power development. Oh, my man can hold up a star. Okay. Well, now, hold on. First you say they can't or they don't. And then I give you some examples. And I'm like, well, it took them too long to do it. I mean, they still did. And also, you got to think how many characters in the MCU actually have powers because there's Thor, no, all the Black characters- Panther, to just naturally be born with powers or some type of suit. Like, they, the first Iron Man was... Ooh, Ant-Man. The Ant-Man movies, they showcase their powers very well. Well, yeah, his whole, his whole shtick is around his powers, so it kind of, kind of has no, no choice. But I'm talking like with Iron Man, the first movie, perfect. He tweaked suit after suit after suit until he finally got one that can fly one that doesn't ice up, and I like to see the development going from from walking to running. And you know why they did that? Because mainstream audiences weren't very familiar with Iron Man yet. We already know what the fuck is up with Spidey, so why do we need to see it again? I'm not saying we need to see him. I don't think we necessarily need to see him try to learn his powers again, but I definitely feel as though his powers and all the powers of the of the MCU heroes need to be on better display. I feel like they're just a side a side piece at, at this point. They're not even like a big relative part as they should be. 
But um, but yeah, the back to the Joss Whedon thing. Um, it was it was kind of it was it was another depressing thing to read, you know, because I love Joss Whedon. Uh, properties. I Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of my favorite shows of all time. Angel is another great show. Uh, the Avengers is a great movie. You know, I, I Firefly is a great show. You know, um. So I don't know. It was it was it was it was pretty sad to read, you know. But you know, and it was kind of it was weird to me to see like, um, Whedon fanboys, I guess, say, "Oh, how come uh back then you said, hey, you know, uh, the Whedon, you you were so pro Whedon when uh, it came to Justice League, da 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 da." It's like. Well, what the f- did you expect him to say? It's like, it's contractually it's- obligated to keep the movie afloat, not to to tear down its replacement director. Literally, y'all act like y'all never said some shit you didn't mean just to keep your job. Literally, everyone has done that. Like, it's just weird how people just pick and choose not understanding shit based on who they're a fan of and who they're not a fan of. But you know, um, shout out to Ray Fisher for having the courage to actually speak out about it. Hopefully he gets the chance to be cyborg again, because I would love to actually see his cyborg with uh, something to actually, you know, work with. Director of Black Widow, Kate Shortland, recently revealed that Natasha Romanoff will be passing the torch or mantle of Black Widow to Florence Pugh's character, Yelena Belova, for the future MCU cameos and appearances of Black Widow. Shout out to Florence Pugh. I actually really like her as an actress. Yeah, bro. I just watched Midsommar. Shit really oh, you just saw up. that. You just saw it. I just watched it this past weekend. Really that shit weird. was wild, wasn't it? Wild as fuck. Everybody was on drugs. I would not recommend watching that on LSD because you will get paranoid. Yo, that movie was crazy, boy. When uh, when uh, when um, the the older uh, couple took you know the dive off the cliff. Fuckers jumped off the cliff. And then the nigga came up with the hammer. Yo, that movie was crazy. Hey, if you ain't seen Midsum- uh, Midsommar yet, check it out. Maybe uh, not. I mean, yeah, go ahead, watch well, it. Well, yeah, it's it's not for everyone, I should say. I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's not for me. It's just, it's really weird. I'll say this. If you don't mind a slow burn, a very slow burn in your movies, then check it out. But yeah, back to uh, Black Widow. Um, I would love to see... Uh, what she does as the new Black Widow in the MCU. Because I think she's a very talented actress. Now, I mean, how exactly the passing of the torch happens? I mean, does she just show up? I don't know. But, you know, and again, we we don't know when Black Widow is dropping. We don't know when we're going to be able to see these movies. I've I mean, I guess I understand why they're not just putting it on Disney Plus, but at this point, man, shit, maybe they should. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it was inevitable anyway. So you you figure that this is what they were always going to do? Yeah. I mean, I I just figured there'd just be no more Black Widow. But I guess when you think about it, because Florence Pugh is kind of becoming a name, so I guess you don't really cast an actress like that to be uh, a character unless you're planning on using them more often, right? 
So yeah, I guess that's a good point. So yeah, man, uh, I just I can't wait to see what Florence Pugh brings to the MCU because I think she'd do a really good job as the new Black Widow because I think she's a very talented actress. Uh, I I think she is somewhat of a modern day Scarlett Johansson to be honest. So I want to say a modern day because Scarlett Johansson is still Scarlett Johansson, but I think she she will bring a lot of the flavor and a lot of the bold uniqueness that Scarlett brought to the role, and she'll I think she'll bring her own kind of. Uh, unique veracity to it. Yeah, and, uh, and, she, and she's already done the doing doing the Russian accent in the trailer, so maybe we'll finally get an actual Russian Black Widow. Right, and Black Widow with actually with that actually has a Russian accent, which I I've, I've never understood what. My only guess is maybe they didn't think uh ScarJo's Russian accent was very good, so they just were like, "Hey man, don't don't do it no more." That's my only explanation. Cause like, yeah, well, I, I think I think the MCU just doesn't like accents in general. You see where they how they started with uh, Scarlet Witch in uh, in Age of Ultron, and now she's fucking just plain old American. Yeah, like okay, yeah, people get Americanized and lose accents all the time, but that doesn't happen when they're fucking adults. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah, at least hey, at least they let the Wakandans keep their accents. Yes, and let our black our black people keep their accents. Shit. Even though, even if they're not that good, <laughs> you don't think they're. Uh, we've had this discussion before, but yeah. Uh, so that's about it. That's the show this week. Where can they find nice you, little, JT? Nice little happy meal for the fans. Fans can find me on Instagram at one handsome geek, all one words. You can find me on PSN at mystery nine nine seven. Follow me on Twitter at jbat nine seven. That's capital J. A Y B A T nine seven. What about you, Adu? You can find me on Twitter and IG at Adu underscore man. That is one A two D's one O underscore M A N. Uh, follow me on PSN at Admant. That is one A two D's M A N T. You can follow the show at Words spelled, and Words. Spelled how it sounds. Twitter and IG. Listen to us on Work. SoundCloud. Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Just Google us, baby. Just Google yep, our names yep. and you'll find us somehow, some way. Words follow, from Blurs. Follow us on Twitch at Streams from Blurs. I actually just finished streaming uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Fuck all the bullshit. I know it's been, it's been kind of a contentious online. Speaking personally, I thought it was a very well done game. I do um, call it a masterpiece. Yes, I did. I used the word masterpiece. It had your Chef's boy. Kiss. It had your boy in some feels, uh, but I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I have one. Uh, I do have a cr- criticism. It's not going to spoil anything. I just wish they had uh, chopped the story up a little bit differently. I wish it had like the pacing was a little a little eh. But other than that, I thought it was pretty much a masterpiece. Well, well. So there check you have us it, out. Folks. Check us out on uh, Twitch streams from Blurs. That, all one word. That that was the word, folks. We're the Blurs. Thanks for listening. We're out. <laughs>